Carbonly Conversation. Quick question. Is this the podcast? Are we doing the podcast right now? Hello, Carbon Lee people. Shane and Chad here. How's everyone doing? How are you today, Chad? I'm doing pretty good. Long, full day, but excited to have this Carbon Lee clip conversation with you. Yep. Yep. So as always, you know, we're just just some friends that like to have some conversations that, you know, examine the intersection of community, lifestyle and consumption in our lives. Um, And our hope is that this podcast will help motivate all of the lovely listeners out there to um, take action, you know, to lessen your carbon footprint as well. And we just want to create a space where, you know, our listeners and community members can share their carbonly journeys with us. Um, like Chad said, we've got another carbonly clip for you. So the carbonly clips are just our short form episodes where we have shorter topics to discuss. Just a nice, sweet, simple listen for your ears on whichever day you choose to tune in. Um, what do we, what, what do we got going on today, Chad? In the spirit of March being women appreciation, women history month, we wanted to follow up with some of our listener questioner questions specifically from Judy. So those of our avid or regular listeners, you may recall that back in January, we answered some questions from our listeners. Lo and behold, Judy followed up with us and shared what she did with our advice and how it's going. And she actually had some advice for us. She wanted thought it would be helpful to share with all of our, our listeners. So that's a long-winded way of saying, what do we have for our clip? In essence, we yeah. have more listener mailbag, right? Yeah. Good old, yeah, good old so, listener mailbag doesn't get any better than that. Listener mailbag. For, forgive yep. me if I'm wrong. So I think Judy's original, her kind of, her, her first email to us was just basically saying like, hey, I recycle, um, you know, I try to reduce food waste, things like that. What else, what else can I do? In essence, I would phrase it as she does as much as she can or she's capable of in her, in her community and besides like building a recycling plant or collecting <laughs> everyone's plastic bottles, like she, she feels like she's exhausted her options. So we okay. came up with some options for her. She shared, she, she sent us a note that said like some of this advice actually spurred her into action and new ideas. Um, stuff that she made, she had to reach out to go and do the couple of them. Um, the first is there's a company called Terra cycle. And she wanted us to share this with all of our listeners. And I think this might actually could become a carbon lake clip on its own here in, in the short future. But TerraCycle is a company that you can reach out to them. It's either a subscription base or a per box base, but you can mm-hmm. get a, a box from them or fill a box up and label it with specific types of very hard to recycle recyclables. So way back wow. when, when we talked about all the, plastics and the plastic classification like you could collect all your number sevens which are really hard or rarely ever recycled and you can send them off to TerraCycle and they'll take care of it for you for a fee um some 
definitely has, it's not accessible for everyone, but it does help those that want to alleviate that, that concern, like reducing mm-hmm. the footprint. And if you can't reduce it or reuse it, like where do you actually recycle it? Um, I'm not going to double click into it too much, but I do have other family members um, that use TerraCycle and, and they, as I recall, they have a box in the closet and they shove it full of things that they know they can't recycle in their own recycling program in their neighborhood or in their community. And then once it's full, they mail it off. And as one of them tells me, it's like mailing off my guilt. It's like I'm a consumer, yeah. I'm a con- you know, consumption. And if, if I'm going to make those choices to buy things that I can't recycle, this this gives me an outlet there. That's um, a great idea. And, and maybe you can you can re- wax a little poetic on this, but I bet Shane, you're familiar with some of like the programs, different shoe companies or other um, mm-hmm. fashion brands allow you to do that in their store or let you ship back their shoes to create program. Does that, does that ring a bell of anything you've done or done before? Definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's becoming more popular seems like every year. Um, and this is, that's funny because yeah, just the other day when I was throwing some trash out, my girlfriend's like, you know, Hey, this has a number five on it. Like we don't Columbus, like where where we live at in Columbus, they don't really handle fives. Like what should we do with it? And unfortunately, you know, we have to just kind of throw it away. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on TerraCycle's website. And like you said, it's, it's definitely had, it comes at a cost. Um, so it's definitely for someone that has, you know, extra money to spend. Cause it looks like their smallest box is $95 or actually that's for a one-time order. Let me see. Yeah. So even for subscription, the smallest box is $95, which is a 11, How big is that by, box? 11 by 20. Okay. So, I mean, not terribly small, and it goes all the way up to $228 a month for a 15 by 15 by 37, which is a decent-sized box. So, I mean, you could almost get a couple neighbors and say, you know, and split it mm-hmm. with them if, if you have a good relationship with them. But thanks, Judy, yeah. for letting me know about this. I've never never heard about this. So Yeah. I, I guess to you know, just put it, like, logically, like, the smallest box is about three square feet. And if you're throwing plastic bags in there, you can throw a lot of plastic bags into three square feet, Mm -hmm. you know, so three square feet or three cubic feet is like one, one, one foot by one foot by one foot. So imagine jamming everything in there. Right. Um, Okay. Judy had another idea for us to share with everyone. And she is now a proud member of multiple buy nothing groups which are as simple as i just labeled them these are groups of people sometimes in a community sometimes it's probably facebook i get like i always like to reference geo cities that now defunct amazing time of the internet Mm -hmm. Um, yahoo groups i was actually very familiar with those those upcycling groups with yahoo but these groups these communities are like we just buy nothing so we're constantly they're consistently posting things to share, things they no longer need. Um, you can borrow my tools, et cetera, et cetera, right? So instead of the immediate reactions like, oh, I'm out of this, or I mm-hmm. need that to remodel my little closet in the kitchenette, um, you would go to Home Depot. You would go to you know whatever it is that you your project planned out. These communities exist 
to be the alternative. So when you're ready to do something or replace something or get something new or a new, um, you can go and go into one of these buy nothing groups. It's, feels a little weird because if i remember steven shared in our last episode it was like him his upbringing and being jamaican is like they don't want to use anyone anybody else's stuff they don't trust these americans um which you know fairly so but if it's part of a community group you get to know some of the other members it's moderated um i mean it, it is the internet so like you know be smart you know be well informed don't go anywhere i'd be I'd be interested to see how that's, I mean, I think it's a great idea. And I, I honestly think things like that are the future, even though it it was common in the past to where like your mom Mm -hmm. would always, you know, say like, Oh, we used to go to the neighbors and ask for sugar and eggs and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, a cup of sugar. Yep. But, but now there's just that stigma. Cause I mean, even like usually when someone posts something on, let's say Facebook marketplace for free, I think the stigma of it is someone it's oh this is for someone who can't afford it or um, mm-hmm. is in need. You know what I mean? But I think it's just as important for us to be able to, to even if you're not in need, like to be able to share things with your neighbors or just your community. Um, so I'd be interested to get a follow up. Judy, we need another follow up from you later yeah. on. Um, to how, see how, how this going. going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how comfortable do you feel? Like, I wonder if like, it feels worthy of a, a complete episode and, and some deeper research of yeah. like, let's go, let's go meet some of these community members and, and interview them and talk to them because it's at least for me, like it would be a lot more comfortable to go and do this if I knew them or knew what was going on or, yeah. But it's also a way of life, right? Like, so if you've kind of signed up for it, you're going to seek that out, sort that out. Um, yep. It makes me feel weird. Not in the wrong way. Just like, I don't know what to think about it other than it seems like a really simple idea, but yet it's not taking over the world. And in a kind of way, it's like bartering, just using the yeah. internet. Like, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I, I think there's re- a whole If you series. remember on a past episode, way back in the beginning, we... Uh, we spoke about an app called Olio, O-L-I-O, mm. which is mm-hmm. kind of in that vein to where it's like you can borrow or give things with your community. And I was excited about it and, you know, things like that. But unfortunately, when I logged in, there's only like 14 people like in my zip code that have accounts on it. And, you know, it could be people that just made an account, but never are on it. So it's just like, sure. Yeah. So it just kind of, I haven't used it because of that. Um, But yeah, the feasibility, the functionality of it is missing. It's, I mean, for better or worse, a great example is like, let's do a new dating app and you get 18 people to join. It's not going to be a very successful dating app. You know, right. the, the dating pool is small. So like you really need hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people on there yeah. for it to work. So great examples, Judy, TerraCycle, the buy nothing groups. And I, I know recently the buy nothing groups have kind of hit the, the media storm. There was a lot of articles in the New York times, Washington mm-hmm. Post, Atlantic about it, but that was about a month ago. Maybe I'll dig one of those out. But the the third item she said she's done is very local, um, very um, organizing. I well, that's not the right word. 
very local and and entrepreneurial in the sense of she's part has worked with um, farmers markets because she knows some of the people that runs their local farmers market and she's helped them set up a local meetup to do free cycling or upcycling. So in some ways it's like the buy nothing group, but yet it's organized at a farmer's market where people Mm -hmm. come in, they get some of their produce, connect with the community, get some other goods. Um, So there's like a donation drop off. There's a donation pickup. It's, it's almost kind of like, here's where you come and interchange for free, I guess, or the buy nothing. um, But just that upcycling process. So she's been working and encouraging them to create that space for it to happen, trying to get that going as well. So that's a couple things she's doing, doing for herself, but like, what can she do for her community? Yeah. Um, That that feels good. And I think that's always the option. I'm sure it feels awkward at first to introduce yourself to an organizer or who's running the farmer's market. But I mean, if you got a will in a way, like that's how most good ideas get off the ground is like you put a little elbow grease in and, and talk to people and, they usually want to help you. So, yep. Wow. Um, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll have to get a, an update on that, but I think, um, lastly, well, not lastly, second to last, um, I'd love to like <laughs> play the clip right now for everyone, but now that I think about it, no one else sets out a recycle bin. So th- I could be, Damn. that could be the next step I take is to go knock on my neighbor's doors. You know what I mean? And, and, say hey like what's going on you know like and try to spread the word of <laughs> recycling like i'm the only one with a blue bin out there every other week like what, what what's going is on that, with you guys is that going to be your opening line is that going to be your opening line Shane? <laughs> i may have to take a better what's going approach on? um judy let me let us know that she is not knocking on her neighbor's door and asking them what's up with their recycling she didn't feel too comfortable yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's not for everyone. Um, that door to door knocking. No. Yeah. Um, but she did. She did end her response with listening to our 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 episodes and our our Carbon Lake podcast has helped her has made her ponder a lot about her decisions. And she said she was going on a trip recently to go see family in upstate New York, and she wanted to know what was better for her carbon footprint. Was it flying? Was it driving? And we worked on a little bit of the math to kind of figure that out. Um, I don't have the calculations in front of me because each instant is unique to the miles, the vehicle, the multiple stops. You know, how many things are you dividing it by? Like an airplane, remember, like there's 300 other people on there that are sharing that carbon load. So some really good questions and it's really got her thinking. But um, I would like to parlay that into there's a reason why Steven is in here on this call today. It's because he actually has that same journey in front of him. Yeah, we miss you, Steven. We do miss you, Steven. And, uh, and he actually just gave us an update. He made it to North Carolina and he can't feel his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, which implies he's driving. And I, yeah. and I spoke with him before he left. Um, he came over and, and hung out a little bit um, before he, they, they ventured out. And he said they were taking the lessons that he's learned from being on part of this show and part of these episodes. And, and they've, they're doing their best to minimize their, their carbon footprint, or at least think about the things that they can or can't do on the, on how to get down from Brooklyn yep. to Florida. Um, 
So I'm sure he'll have some updates and some tidbits for us to, to share once he gets back and gets ready to, to join us. Yeah. Uh, I, I know we calculated it. Um, one of the episodes and it, I think he came off better because he had so much things packed that he would either, if he flew, he would have to ship it out. So that's another mm-hmm. kind of addition into his carbon footprint and it all equaled mm-hmm. out lower. Yeah, it was pretty. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying it made me think of just his text. Uh, and, and I know we've done an episode. I keep, I hate to keep going back to previous episodes, but we've done like the episode of like being carbonly out of necessity. Like when I was little, I mean, we made two trips a year, a year from Ohio to New York and it'd be like five of us in a small little Toyota Corolla. You know what I mean? Um, because it was just way cheaper yeah. than flying, but we can kind of, we can kind of, uh, say that, you know, maybe my mom was just being carbonly. She knew how much less of a carbon footprint we would leave if we all drove together. So. Yeah. 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 Like sometimes that just financial necessities like leads to sustainability. Yep. Definitely. Well, thank you, Judy. Thanks. Thank you, Judy. And good luck, Steven drive safe. Keep those two, two hands on the wheel, all eyes on the road. Stop plenty of times. So Bruno can go out and pee. You can maybe like find new places to mark his spot on in multiple States. Yep. But that's a fun thing for Bruno. Yeah. So, Leave a scent. Thanks, no. Judy, though. And any other listeners out there, if you have, you know, become part of the conversation just the way Judy did, you know, we would love to either give you tips or you give us tips. Because like I said, I knew nothing about TerraCycle before this and have always thought of ways to recycle my unrecyclable and recyclable plastics, if if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, everyone have a carbon lay week. Thank you for joining. <laughs> you fidget. I need to get like a yeah. pen I, that doesn't have a. Yeah. Yep. And you know what I hear myself pen. doing on calls all the time? I'll say something and then you guys will start talking. And then I like. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, do, yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs>